You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. In fact, Jesus told us to be prepared for it. So understand this. James was targeted for his belief in Christ. Herod Agrippa had him beheaded, said he was a false prophet. And guys, that's because Satan is the instigator behind it. He will always try to persecute everyone in God's family. And you say, amen. In fact, Jesus, like I said, told us to be prepared for it. Do you realize that a servant is never greater than its master? In today's message from Pastor Dion, he shares with you that if the Son of God was persecuted, why should you expect that as his follower, you're not going to be? Jesus says in his word that in this life, you will encounter various trials and hardships. However, you're to take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. Pastor Dion encourages you to hold on to this promise in Jesus. You have complete victory in him. Just keep trusting in him when you feel persecuted. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 12 as he continues his message, Jailbreak. So an amazing revival was happening among the Gentiles in Antioch. But meanwhile, back in Jerusalem, everybody say back in Jerusalem. So great things are happening in the church up in Antioch, though it's exactly the way it should be. But meanwhile, back in Jerusalem, where there's the Jewish church, Herod Agrippa began harassing or persecuting the Jewish church there. So things are going great in Antioch, but back in Jerusalem, not so much. Let's read Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. So, back in Jerusalem, this guy Herod is harassing the Jewish church there. Now guys, the Herods were a dynasty of men with a history of violence. Of violence especially towards God. We remember the Herods all over the Bible. First, there was Herod the Great. Herod the Great was the one who slaughtered the babies in Bethlehem trying to get rid of the Christ. It's a history of violence because the next generation is his, Herod the Great son, Antipas. Herod Antipas is the guy who had John the Baptist beheaded and was responsible in part for Jesus' crucifixion. And then now it's the next generation, now in the book of Acts that we just read, Herod Agrippa, who is now persecuting the church. So these guys have a history of violence against God and against the church. 
The whole point is that this Herod Agrippas now is, is in fact persecuting the church. He had James beheaded. Everybody say, wow. Yeah, James beheaded because this is what the, the way the Jews are. Jews would either stone a false prophet or they would behead a false prophet. And so Herod beheaded James, making him, you know, considering him, his sentence was being a false prophet, spreading lies. Because James was a disciple of Jesus. He was spreading the Je- about Jesus' resurrection and salvation in Jesus Christ. He was beheaded for it. So that Herod Agrippa is following in the footsteps of all of his forefathers. Now, if you didn't already know, God has an enemy. His name is Satan. And Satan uses people to make war against God and his word and his family. All right? Satan wants to silence and sideline everyone of God's family members. So consequently, you will be targeted. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, us. Look at your neighbor and say, consequently, you will be targeted. In fact, Jesus told us to be prepared for it. So understand this. James was targeted for his belief in Christ. Herod Agrippa had him beheaded, said he was a false prophet. And guys, that's because Satan is the instigator behind it. He will always try to persecute everyone in God's family. And you say amen. In fact, Jesus, like I said, told us to be prepared for it. Jesus told us in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 8, he said this, Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. So be prepared to face persecution and be prepared to die in its wake if necessary, Jesus said. Standing for faith or standing in faith. There's the two things. Sometimes you're standing for the faith and sometimes you're standing in faith and you're going to take on some hits, some persecution. And He said, hey, listen, be prepared for it and be prepared that you might even, it might even take your life. Right? Jesus said that. Now, there's a lot of Christians, not here in our church, of course, but on the CD, on the radio. There are a lot of Christians that protest and argue this. You know, why, well, why God allows persecution at all? There are people who protest and argue why God allowed James to be beheaded. Why does God heal some and not others? Why does God rescue some but not others? And they criticize and complain about it. But you know who's not complaining in this passage? James! He got beheaded, but he's not complaining. You see, James took cuts in heaven. No more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more dieting, no more traffic, no more aging. Can you say amen? James totally bypassed 
hearing aids, bifocals, overactive bladder, polygrip, arthritis, and colonoscopies. He totally bypassed all that. James is definitely the winner because getting old is not for sissies. Listen, each of us has our own race to run for God. Each of us has our own job to do for His kingdom. So we should run as hard and fast as we can until our time is up. Until our time is up, we should learn, grow, share, serve, give until our time is up. In fact, that's what Jesus told Peter. Before he ascended, Jesus had encouraged Peter, feed my sheep. You remember it. He said, feed my sheep. Say it. Feed my sheep. And the reason Jesus said it three times and was so emphasized it so much, he said, feed my sheep because, Jesus followed, he said, when you're older, you're going to be put to death. Can you imagine Jesus telling you, hey, listen, a plan al gas, you know what I'm saying? Push the envelope because soon or eventually, or when you get older, you're going to die. When Jesus told Peter that, Peter wanted to know if his compadre John was also going to be martyred. And so he said, well, you know, Peter asked Jesus, well, what about him? To which Jesus answered Peter this statement, everybody said out loud, mind your own business. Well, not exactly what Jesus said, but kind of, pretty close. Here's what Jesus said, John chapter 21 to Peter, verse 22. Jesus replied, If I want your compadre John to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. Listen, don't let your food get cold worrying about what's on the other person's plate. Just keep Running in spite of persecution, sickness, circumstance. Just keep running in spite of difficulties because in the end, you will be the winner. Whether by help or by heaven, you're going to be the winner. It's obvious, guys, that Peter learned the lesson because as he gets thrown in prison... Even though he's next on the chopping block, he's next at the guillotine, he wasn't worried, anxious, or afraid. Let's read it. Peter was therefore kept in prison. James got beheaded. They, you know, arrest Peter. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, That night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Get dressed, gird yourself, and tie on your sandals. I don't know why Peter's not dressed in prison. And so he did. 
And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out. I mean, he has to tell him twice to get dressed. I mean, what's the story here? So Peter went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. So, isn't that pretty cool, guys? So Peter is in prison. Here's the story. Herod Agrippa saw that his approval ratings rose when he beheaded James. You know, he saw the approval rating go up, you know, because the world thinks that they would be better off without Christians. You know, Christians are are cramping their style, are impeding their immoral policies and politics, so so that we'd be better off without them. That kind of sounds familiar. But anyhow, so, so when Herod Agrippa saw that his approval ratings were, went up when he beheaded James, Agrippa had Peter hunted and arrested. But since it was a Jewish holiday, it was Passover. Everybody say what? Passover. Since it was Passover and executions aren't, are forbidden by the Jews during Passover... Peter had to be held on death row until after the holiday. So Peter literally, for those few days, was a, everybody said out loud, a what? A dead man walking. Alright, so he is on death row. He is awaiting, not sentencing, just for the holiday to pass. So he could be, his head could be chopped off for being a false teacher. And Another thing, because Peter had, had escaped twice, everybody say how many times? We've read, the, we've read the, the record. Peter had already escaped twice from temple jail. The temple priests had arrested Peter and had him put into jail. And twice he escaped because the Lord got him out. Twice... Herod Agrippa was not going to stand for that. So Agrippa increased the security. Four squads of soldiers. That is 16 soldiers to take care of one guy. He's not going to get away this time. 16 soldiers were responsible to see that Peter stay put until his execution. In fact, we read it, Peter was chained between two soldiers 24-7 for several days. He's there in the prison. He's in the cell, chained to two soldiers. There are two more soldiers on the outside of the prison. There are still all of the ones that are left at the guard shacks. And then there's still a gate in the courtyard. So they don't want Peter to get out. And on the night before his execution, all right, so this is the night. They're going to execute him in the morning. On the night before his execution, When anxiety should be at its highest, Peter was sleeping without a care in the world. Look at your neighbor and say, hmm. Did you know that Americans spend $45 billion a year on sleep aids? And one in six people take anti-anxiety medication. 
But Peter proved here that you don't need Zequil, Lunestra, Xanax. You don't need a sleep number bed or a my pillow or microfiber sheets to put a busy mind and a troubled heart to rest. You don't need that stuff. All you need is a little more confidence in Jesus' promises. Peter's my pillow was Jesus' promise. See, when we rest in God's Word, when we rest in Jesus' promises, anxiety, fear, and worry can't steal our peace. In fact, here are the verses. Isaiah 26, verse 3. And you, read it with me. And you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And then there's Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Read it with me. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Peter had peace. Fell asleep. Peter fell asleep saying, if my race isn't over, I'm going to shine on earth. And if my race is over, well then I'm going to shine in heaven. But I'm shining somewhere. So while Peter was snoring like a hibernating bear there on the floor of the prison, God sent an angel to rescue him. It was this. It was a what? An answer to prayer. Say it again. A what? An answer to prayer. We read that the record highlighted that the church had been in constant prayer. The word constant means to be reaching or stretching. They were in reaching, in stretching prayer to the Lord is what it says. They were in constant prayer. They were reaching up in prayer. And guys, reaching up in prayer is our secret weapon. When things seem bleak and look hopeless or deemed impossible, reach out to the Lord in prayer. In fact, look at your neighbor and say, stretch! Because James chapter 5 and verse 16 says this. Read it with me. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Wow. Our prayers, guys, can initiate angelic rescues. Our prayers can initiate unexplained healings. Our prayers can initiate unexpected finances. Our prayers can initiate divine appointments. Our prayers can initiate amazing miracles. The church prayed and God sent an angel to rescue Peter. The theme song from Mission Impossible was probably playing in the background. Right? The angel had to smack Peter to wake him up. 
and then told him to dress because, I mean, he was fast asleep and no, not a care in the world, trusting in the fact if hey, listen, if I get out of here, I'm going to shine on earth. If I don't, I'm going to shine in heaven and they take my head off. But he's not a, not a care in the world. So Peter is just, you know, there realizing, he's just, and the angel comes in and has to kick him to wake him up. Get dressed, Peter. I mean, Peter was kicked back there in his whitey tighties, uh, uh, you know, I guess on the, on the prison floor. And he probably told the angels, he wiped the sleep out of his eyes. Well, I, I figured it was going to be a brief stay. Huh? Some of you will get it later, don't worry. The angel unshackled Peter from the soldiers on each arm. The angel opened the prison door, led Peter past 14 other soldiers and then opened the courtyard gate. It sprung open automatically as Peter was running towards it. I mean, God's angels are way better than Ethan Hunt's crew on Mission Impossible, I tell you. At first, we read that Peter thought it was a dream. But then he realized it was, and everybody said out loud, a what? A jailbreak! Let's look at it. Verse 11, chapter 12. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent His angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Listen. Peter realizes it's a jailbreak. At first, he's not sure. It's a dream. It's a vision. Is is this really happening? But then when it's all over, he begins to maul over what's just happened. And Peter concluded that God had rescued him. Peter concluded that God rescued him because his race wasn't over. God still had work for him to do. James's race was over. But Peter concludes, obviously, my race isn't over. God still has something for me to accomplish. So what's the message for us in all of this? Well, the message for us is stop lying around in your whitey tighties. Get dressed. Lace up your shoes and let's get busy learning and growing and sharing and serving. That's what the message is. Here's the last verse of the morning. I know you've been waiting for it. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. Let's read it with me. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Did you learn something this morning? (laughs) Let's all stand. Don't lay around in your whitey tidies. There's work to be done.
We're so glad you tuned in to today's edition of The Simple Truth. We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts has given you new insight into the early church and brought you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link and don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who might even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts, and that lives would forever be changed? Would you also pray for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord, and that we're courageous to follow wherever He leads. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more about how to give at tmcalvary.com. Just click on the Donate tab. Thanks again for praying, and thanks for joining us today, here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands, and together we stand. Together.